आई वी एम द सीलिंग कंटिन्यूड दैट इज द सीलिंग ऑफ कमर्शियल ऑपरेशन इन रेजिडेंशियल एरियाज फॉलोइंग द ऑर्डर्स पास बाय द सुप्रीम कोर्ट The Confederation of All India Traders organized a band against the ceiling in September 2006 and this protest led to violence and chaos. As the numbers swelled, the police fired and five people died in Silampur, one of the poorest parts of East Delhi. Hello and welcome. My name is Priya Mirza and this podcast is the longest constitution and we know the themes we are looking at, isn't it? the transformation of the supreme court from a court to which people could access to one which they couldn't the illegal and unconstitutional nature of the great aadhar project how judges to the supreme court and high court are appointed and who does that and the progress of privacy rights in india that is a lot and we do a lot gentle listeners so let's get going and we are building up to the constitutional challenge to the aadhar project on the grounds of privacy and that was a puttuswami judgment 2017 speaking of privacy by the way the 42nd law commission in 1971 recommended adding a chapter on privacy in the indian penal code which would protect people from taking a picture of you or tapping your phone snoops basically and this was 1971 but the bill on this lapsed and was not taken up for the next 5 decades Cut to 2022 where the draft personal data protection bill 2021 has just been withdrawn by the government what so let's get started with our first story today khushwant singh the writer writes his autobiography and in this autobiography were parts about minaka gandhi her family indira gandhi and other stuff which she was not so thrilled about following which minaka gandhi filed an injunction Now we remember that an injunction is a form of prior restraint from the episode about the Ambani's. Yaad hai ki nahi, but that is it. And this throws up questions of privacy pitted against the freedom of speech, and does require some thinking through. Two previous cases in the Rajagopal case, where government officials try to prevent a publication of the autobiography of a serial killer on the grounds of defamation. The court said that public officials cannot protect themselves under the garb of defamation. Plus the Rajagopal case is famous for its definition of privacy and here we go. A citizen has a right to safeguard the privacy of his own, his family, marriage, procreation, motherhood, childbearing and education among other matters. No one can publish anything concerned about the above matters without his consent. whether truthful or otherwise and whether laudatory or critical and that's how the court defined privacy in the rajagopal case and in the phulan devi case this was applied so phulan devi was a public figure admittedly but the court held that a film depicting her rape and sexual assault without her consent was an unjustifiable invasion of her privacy so menaka gandhi's point was that the book was defamatory and impinged on her privacy So what did the Delhi High Court pronounce? Okay, now let's unpack Aadhaar and we're going to take this a little slowly, a couple of episodes perhaps, to truly understand the nature of the beast that confronts us. Aadhaar was sold with a message that Aadhaar was good for the poor, that it would lead not only to a more inclusive system of welfare but also greater efficiency in welfare delivery. 
And the idea was to provide each Indian resident a unique number while each Indian parted with precious biometric data. Photographs, 10 fingerprints and both iris scans. Now these are stored in the UIDAI Central Identities Data Repository. But the creepy part is, what is going to happen to this data? As Nanda Neelikening cheerfully said, the new oil is data. Yes, we know Nanda and we know and that's exactly why we are worried. So the question is, what happens if there's a data leak? And that's why having a law on data protection helps uh, the one we don't have. And secondly, would this information be seeded? So inorganic seeding is when data from UIDI is combined with other existing databases from various subsidies, benefits or services. And this process occurs without the awareness or consent of citizens. And that's exactly what happened. Far from being used just as a social welfare scheme, Aadhaar was sown deep down into our everyday lives, where you need it even for getting a private service like a SIM card. For the record, several welfare states have provided welfare without either an SSN or biometric identities. The UK, for instance. Hmm. So what happened in the Delhi ceiling case? The conflict between the Supreme Court and traders of Delhi resulted in Parliament passing Delhi Law's Special Provisions Bill 2006, which in a way protected the traders. The Delhi government amending the Master Plan 2021. Hundreds of interlocutory applications pending. So chaos, death, madness, hysteria, because the court redirected a PIL. Moving the focus from non-conforming industries to commercial misuse of residential properties, which wasn't even in the PIL to begin with. All under the guidance of Justice Y.K. Sabarwal, who retired in early 2007. And following his retirement, the matter kind of fizzled out. And since 2009, hearings haven't taken place. But a few months after Justice Sabarwal retired, Arundhati Roy wrote an article stating that Justice Sabarwal's sons were entering into a partnership with two major mall and commercial complex developers. And all hell broke loose. So just to continue, who appoints Supreme Court and High Court judges? As we saw in the previous episode, the Constituent Assembly was keen that this not be decided by the executive. So the year is 1976. It's the emergency and the executive continued to interfere with judges who disagreed with the emergency. 16 judges were transferred from their home high courts to others without their consent. Sankalchand Himmatlal Seth was a judge of the High Court of Gujarat. He was a Gandhian, Spartan by nature, extremely learned and methodical, and was one of the 16 transferred judges. He was transferred, but before doing so, he filed a writ petition challenging the constitutional validity of his transfer. He urged to consider that the order was not preceded by an effective consultation with the Chief Justice of India, as specified in the constitutional provisions about this. So what happened to Khushwan Singh and Menaka Gandhi? So in this case, the question was of Khushwan Singh's freedom of speech versus Menaka Gandhi's privacy. And this is what the judge said, that rather than an injunction before the book is published, let the course of truth reveal itself. 
and in the balance between freedom of speech and the privacy of a person and anticipated damages to reputation, one has to rely on the merits and not merely by a. Denying a writer her or his freedom of speech and b. Denying readers the right to receive information. And Menaka Gandhi was denied an injunction for her anticipated damages to her reputation. And meanwhile, in Union of India versus Sankal Chand Himmatlal said 1977, Justice Chandrachur stated that there is no All India cadre of High Court judges. A judge of the High Court is not a government servant, but he is the holder of a constitutional office. And hence, Justice Chandrachur held that the consultation with the Chief Justice of India was mandatory, ending the debate, but for a while. Today's takeaways are. The Aadhaar project made coercion look like consent. The second, one of the earliest cases interpreting the appointment and independence of the judiciary, placed this prerogative solely in the hands of the judiciary. And this, by the way, is part one of the story. The Delhi ceiling case illustrates the arbitrary nature of the direction PILs can take. And as it turns out, it became clear that if shops were cleared, it would be easier to construct malls. Finally, in the Khushwan Singh case, the court observed that the foundational value of freedom of speech in a democracy is paramount. And if the truth about a person is indeed defamatory, let a trial determine that. That's it for today. If you have questions or comments, please send them in via email. That's the longest constitution at gmail.com. You can also rate my podcast at Spotify and drop a review at Apple Podcasts and can reach out to me on Twitter where I am at fundamentally p or on Instagram the longest constitution until next time this is me priya mirza signing out <laughs>